We have a dream. We have a voice. This is the Anchor Nation. The Anchor Nation. The Anchor Nation. The Anchor Nation. Hi, I'm your host, Kevin Touch, and we are the, the Anchor, Anchor Nation. Nation. Hello, Anchor Nation. This is Kevin Touch, the host of Anchor Nation Community Radio. We're back with another episode of the Anchor Nation podcast, episode 60 with Sheena Diane. I had a great combo with Sheena, great overall just outlook on life still overcomes adversity get things done i think you guys will enjoy this uh interview and like i said just an overall great person who stays positive even through tough times as you'll hear in the interview thanks again enjoy hello anchor nation this is kevin touch the host of anchor nation community radio and we're back with another episode of the anchor nation podcast episode 60 with she and diane and without further ado let's she introduce herself Hey, you guys. I'm Sheena Diane. I'm the work-at-home mom. <laughs> we'll definitely get to that a little bit later, Sheena, but uh, thank, thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate your time. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so question one. How did you discover Anchor? Who told you about Anchor? <laughs> None other than Gator Johnny, of course. That is my <laughs> husband. Um, for those of you who don't know, he does have an Anchor show on here and did a Anchor podcast with you, I believe, not too long ago. Yep, Gator Johnny, episode 34. He was a great guest. Yeah. The firecracker, the energy of Anchor. He was, <laughs> he's, he was always a fun time. But yeah, Gator, thank you for uh, telling yeah. us your diet. Well, yeah, so he was using it and um, was on it all the time. And finally, I was like, what is this thing? And he was like, oh, you have to download it. You have to try it. It's Anchor. And um, so I did. And I've kind of been addicted ever since. <laughs> for sure, for sure. I think I think Anchor... It's just one of these platforms that's new, it's fresh, and it, it really allows creativity, which I like. But question two is a good segue. I know you have two stations, the She and Diane station and the Work at, uh, work at Home Mom Radio. What is your goal right. with your audio message on those two stations and platforms? Honestly, just making connections, and that's pretty much what I've been doing. Um, for this particular station, uh, I do an audio blog, which is just where I kind right. of let everybody into my normal daily life. And um, I really just needed to talk to people because I had just lost my mom and I felt really alone because it, in a way she was my best friend and I talked to her every day. And a lot of people don't realize that when you lose somebody like that, it just goes silent. It's like, yeah. uh, you know, people are in your life for about a week and then they're like, oh, okay, now you're back to normal. But the problem is you're really never back to normal. And so Anchor was kind of my stepping stone into um, segueing out of that, you know, sadness. And um, it's really helped with that. Um, at least that's what I do for this site. And then the other one was work at home mom radio, which I started um, to help other moms find work at home jobs and be happy with, you know, staying at home and being a mom just like I am. So no, that's cool, though, how you used anchor as times of tragedy happened. Anchor <laughs> Anchor came into your life, and, and now you've met so many different people. I mean, it's crazy how this Anchor fam, as they like to call it, just keeps growing and growing and growing. And then from Oh, the work- my gosh, yeah. I'll let you finish. Yeah, you got some? No, I just said, yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. It, it definitely has grown from day one to now. And then with the work at home, Ray, it's cool how we'll, we'll get, we'll touch a little bit about what you do a little bit, but just crazy how many people out there are work at home moms or even work at home dads <laughs> and, and they and they do and they do respect that knowledge i think there's a there mm-hmm. is a group on here that you you've uh, definitely registered with and connected with I'm, I'm, i think yeah absolutely yeah and like i said it, it really did help me kind of get out of it and it's still it's still currently 
I'm having issues, you know, um, I get on here and I can kind of do my daily dose of encouragement, which is also my encouragement. So it's kind of my way of encouraging myself to get through that day. (laughs) So not only am I encouraging myself to get through the day, but I end up encouraging a group of people as well. And when they give me their feedback, it just, it's like double fold, you know, it's like amazing that I can touch their lives as well as helping myself. So in a way it's like full circle, you know? Oh, for sure. If you can motivate others, it definitely motivates you to do the right thing each and every day for sure. And I think, it shows, mm-hmm. it shows a good inspiration and role model to your kids, to Gator, Johnny, and everybody in your family who, who respects you for sure. Right. My question three, what was one moment or event that happened that made you pursue the work at home mom message? What really got you into the, the industry? <laughs> well, I've actually been doing it for 10 years, believe it or not. Um, my story dates back to when my first was born. Her name is Kira. She's actually 11 now. Um, I, Johnny and I just couldn't afford me going back to work. Um, for any of you guys who have kids out there, childcare, especially for kids that are in diapers are, it's so expensive. Like it's basically your entire paycheck and there would be no reason for me to work. I would literally be paying for childcare. So we, um, kind of discussed it and I wanted to be a stay at home mom. Um, but after about two or three months of me doing that, we realized that we can't pay the bills on just one income. Like it just couldn't happen. So it was more out of necessity for me that I just started doing research and finding jobs that I can do from home, you know, and they were kind of just part-time jobs and things like that. It started out with me freelance writing, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and then kind of grew on to bigger, more money businesses. But um, yeah, that's kind of how it started. And, um, you know, from my firstborn, I didn't want to go back to work. And and that's that's kind of what led me into it. That that is an interesting story, because sometimes the things you never thought, like the work at home, uh, you might you may you might think, oh, it's just working at home. But there are a lot of challenges and we'll get to that. But, uh, yeah, it's crazy. how Sometimes you have to make those life decisions and and do it for your kids and do it for the family, because sometimes just staying, staying at home and not doing it. It's better to do something being productive while working at home. It's, it's convenient too. Right. Yeah, it is. And actually going backward, like um, I worked out of the house as well when my second came along, which was Sasha. And I was still kind of doing some freelance writing and stuff. But then what really got me back into it, like full, full, like going full force, uh, full-time work was when my mom passed away again, because she was my babysitter. Um, so it kind of threw me right back in that same situation as I have to work at home. There's no other choice. I don't have a babysitter. Um, I don't have anyone that can pick up the kids from school. And, uh, you know, Dominic was just born. He was one at that time. So he was still in diapers. So paying for someone to babysit would have been, you know, not even thinkable, you know, yeah. So, and having, having my mom do it was so nice because I just paid her gas money or paid her whenever I could, you know, she was grandma. So she would come. Um, so when we lost her, it really spiraled me back into the work at home field full time. Um, and that's actually when I realized how difficult it was to find work at home jobs. Now, like I said, I was still doing my freelance writing, but fi- like going back into it after, you know, three or four years of being out in the workforce and then coming back into the work at home world, I was like, it was saturated with scams and people who just wanted to take your money. And I was like, this is crazy. And if I didn't know already, like where the jobs were, 
Like if I was just a person starting out last year, trying to find work and home jobs, I would have like completely thought it was a false thing, like that it couldn't happen. And that's what really made, you know, Wham Radio come to life because I was like, this is actually a need and people don't realize that you can make money at home because of all this, you know, scam that's out there, the spam they have to weed through. Um, So that's kind of what kind of grew my business, my work at home mom business, because I realized that there was a need for it and that a lot of people don't get to enjoy the benefits of it because there's so much crap. There, I, I think that's the problem. Any online thing you go through so many scams. <laughs> it's like, is this a scam? Mm-hmm. You don't know who to trust. I, I think that's the one thing with not really technology, just online, online, anything that is a flaw is just, you don't know who's, who's on the other end. You don't know if they're trying to sell you something. And I think, Weeding through that and starting to develop yourself, being a work at home mom, it will definitely keep you. It definitely experiences you and revolutionizes you in the sense that you know what's what's the right. You try to hope that's the right thing to go to, and you and you kind of <laughs> know the trends rather than oh, there's that trap and let just fall right. into it for sure. Well, unfortunately, I've been scammed quite a few times. So being burned a few times, you learn <laughs> not to touch the fire. Um, but, you know, still, even even to this day, I still get emails, you know, that are kind of like, really? Like, uh, you think maybe it is real, but then you have to kind of, like, look into it. You know, you kind of have to dig. And uh, they make it, the scammers make it really hard. You know what I mean? Especially if you don't know what you're looking for. They make it hard to figure it out because, that you know, that's their money. They want that twenty dollars um, to scam you out of, you know. Yeah, twenty dollars to scam you out. I mean, that's it. Feels like it's that easy buck that everyone makes that easy buck now doing something, and unfortunately, it's 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 sometimes <laughs> we're the uh, victims of, of circumstances. You know, th- this is a funny story, but I I literally yeah. had this happen. Um, so. I was looking at, cause I, I'm a part of a bunch of Facebook groups, you know, work at home mom, Facebook groups or work at home Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. Somebody who was saying, um, I can teach you how to make unlimited $20. Right. And so I clicked on and I was like, let me see what this is all about. So what they were selling is literally you pay them $20 and then you post an ad on your Facebook site saying that you can make them $20. They have to give you $20. <laughs> <laughs> So basically was you're making $20 by posting an ad saying make unlimited $20. And then the other person will put that on their site and say for $20, I'll teach you how to. So basically you're making money just by posting it on your, yeah, it was really stupid. And I was like, is this, is this legit? Like do people actually fall for this? Because that was really crazy. Oh, clickbait. Yeah. It's, it's, it's that old clickbait thing. This person has something going on or you get those, those pictures. Like, this is a really cool picture. And should I watch this video? And then you, you realize, oh no, the stream doesn't work. It, it, it's the same thing. It's like they're trying to yeah. they're trying to make revenue, and and then all and then all right. and then all of it comes down to is it's just a circle of scams. <laughs> oh, it's a crazy. Well, you know, biggest biggest red flag though is anybody that's taking pictures of their money, mm-hmm. then you know that they're scamming you. Because here's the thing: what millionaire out there have you ever seen that takes pictures of them holding their money? Not many. <laughs> like, you know, right, right, exactly. Because if, if you actually have money, you're not flaunting it like, look what I have, and you don't, you know what I mean? And that's one of the big red flags is a lot of those people will throw up $100 bills and a thousand. But the thing is, is if they have that much money, they wouldn't be on Facebook groups. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? They would be marketing, you know, somewhere where they could actually get business through, you know, a different platform um so yeah i was like that's pretty crazy when people throw up these hundred dollar bills and these 
you know, a whole bunch of bills. I'm like, come on, guys, don't don't buy that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, you can tell those are scam. Those are people just trying to get something out of you. And why would they mess around with us? Exactly. It's, it's not worth it for sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah. but question for this is you kind of went through the process, but how is just you your development of work at home? I'm just adapting to the work at home uh, lifestyle just changed from day one to now from your regular from your previous jobs. Well, I'm a lot more balanced. Um, I've gotten a routine, which I think is the most vital thing that you can do in any work at home job, whether you're a mom or single or whatever, um, getting a routine. Because when I first started out, um, I didn't really know what to expect or what I was doing. Working at home is actually really hard and it takes a lot of discipline because that bed looks really comfy. (laughs) (laughs) And, and the thing is, is you have access to your bed. So it's not like you're at your office or away or mowing the lawns or something like you are looking at your bed whenever you go into your bedroom. So it's really hard. And some people, which I can't do, but some people will actually um, be in their PJs all day long. You know, when you work at home, you don't really have to change, right? I can't do that because that's too comfortable for me. And I want to just curl up in a blanket and watch Netflix and then I get nothing done. I like, I have a routine. I get up every morning and I change my clothes as if I was going out of the house, you know, and then I have my schedule that I have to stick with, um, in order to make things work. And that's kind of how it's been in the beginning. I did not have that. And I, I had a lot of hiccups and I had a lot of issues with making things on time. Mm -hmm. Like I'd be kind of in a hurry. Um, especially when I was doing freelance writing, which I did that for three years, actually. That's actually what paid our bills uh, for three years when Kira was a baby, was freelance writing. But um, yeah, like when I first started doing that, I would just do it during her nap times and stuff. And so that was a little bit easier. But as I got into like transcribing, that was hard because I had deadlines that I'd have to meet by certain times. Right. And if, yeah, if I didn't get it done, you know, during the day, if I had to do it at nighttime, um, it would really screw up my deadlines. So that's kind of where I had to find a routine. And that's really where it's changed is that I've learned how to adapt to work at home life because it is really tough. It really is. No, it seems, it seems so easy just like sit in the bed all day. But in reality, that, that is, that does take a lot of discipline and trust in yourself to know you got to do your job. And I like that, how you say don't use the, because if you're just in your PJs all day, I, many people be the same way. You just want to curl up in the bed or, or take a nap. But at least uh-huh. if, you, if you're in your uh-huh. work gear, at least you still feel like you have that atmosphere of working rather than, <laughs> you know, going in the bed or sleeping. Yeah, that, yeah, I absolutely. I had to learn the hard way. Like I said, you know, at first I was like, oh, this is awesome. I could stay in my PJs all day. Um, and yeah, it didn't work for me because, again, I'm I don't want to say that I'm lazy because I'm not. But in the same breath as if I if I have a chance to sit down and watch Netflix instead of work, I'm going to choose Netflix, you know? <laughs> no, that is for sure. And actually, yeah, you actually answer question six, but just uh, we'll, we'll change that up. But for just a real quick thought. Would you say also when your kids are off, let's say on spring break or something, does that make it an extra challenge? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, because they're home. Yeah. So, um time management is one of the biggest struggles that I have, like that I deal with. Uh, because not only do I have my full time work at home job, um, for those of you who don't know, I do social media marketing. And um, I work right now I work on commission as well as being paid um, hourly for a company. But I'm actually branching out and um, trying to do it on my own as well doing social media marketing on my own because I do it already for a living. So I figured why not, you know, add that in there. I'm already doing it. So I could do it for another company as well. So, um, 
time management is really hard for me because not only do I have to pick up the kids from school every day, uh, but they also have after school activities that they have to go to. And then I also have my two-year-old that is home with me all day. So I'm changing his diaper and feeding him and trying to play with them as well mm-hmm. as being on the clock and marketing. So when, when they're all home, it's even harder because especially when I have to do a conference call, because um, part of my job as a marketing consultant is you know, I have to call people and be like, Hey, you know, there's this great company. We sell blah, blah, blah. Would you be interested? You know, I do sales calls basically. Um, and so when I have to do those and the kids are home, it is so difficult. I literally have to run in my closet and shut the door because you got the dogs barking, you got the kids yelling. So yeah, it's, it's really difficult. Um, you know, and that's kind of why I want to focus full time on possibly doing my own thing. Not that I don't love my day job, but just because I can do that on my own time and I wouldn't have to worry so much about, you know, nine to five being clocked in. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I think I think that's a good point because when you're balancing social media marketing, especially with social media is just distracting as it is sometimes. And then you got the kids yes. in the background and then you got everything. It definitely could be a commotion. And, and just a, another real quick follow up. Yep. Would you say the fact that social media can sometimes lead you off course. Do you say that's just a challenge and it's right to handle the market of social media because it's ever changing? Yes. Yes, it is. Well, I actually have tools that really help me tremendously um, with my social media marketing. But uh, one of the biggest platforms I use um, mm-hmm. is, is Facebook, of course. And that's really hard because um, to go into my social media page for my my work um, I'm on my page so a lot of times if somebody will see me on they will message me and stuff and then I get caught up in talking to them and then looking at my news feed and then I have to like snap back and be like Sheena you're on the clock <laughs> you know and um, so yeah it is it's very distracting and that or you know if I have to look up a YouTube video or something like that is the that is my demise because then you get all of these like suggestions in the corner and you're like ooh what's that <laughs> right right no, no, the note the uh, the FOMO the fear of missing out or notification <laughs> that's the worst I think you have and it's all comes down to composure too it's like oh should I click on this or should I be doing this and then <laughs> it's, it's a ne- it's a never-ending train of what should we be doing versus right. <laughs> it's crazy well you know a, a little trick that i use mm-hmm. is that um, when i don't want to be distracted if, if i'm doing um business to business which is uh, like uh, my my company to another company if i'm trying to get business from another company and not just not just kevin touch but if i'm trying to get to your business let's say i'm trying to get to anchor nation mm-hmm. a lot of times i will work on linkedin And um, LinkedIn is a really huge platform for me as far as that world, because my company works a lot of construction sites. And so um, a lot of my marketing is on LinkedIn. And I have to say, uh, when I'm on LinkedIn, it's really nice because there's not a lot of distractions on LinkedIn um, as far as like notifications and stuff. So I really prefer working on LinkedIn um, and just building that platform and and getting to know people on there and, and interacting with them more so than being on Facebook and stuff, even though they all kind of work together. Uh, when I'm trying to d- avoid distractions, I will go to LinkedIn. <laughs> That's interesting. LinkedIn being one thing about LinkedIn, it's very, it doesn't look conducive to notifications. It's a very simple platform. I think it's, uh-huh. it, it seems more, it's more business oriented, business centric. I think compared to other stuff like a Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, where those can be fun platforms at times and it's eye catching where uh-huh. LinkedIn is straightforward for business. I think, I think that's good just to keep your mindset and mentality focused. Yeah. Well, and LinkedIn is just basically a virtual resume, which is really nice because, you know, um, 
you get people like, for instance, um, just recently, my boss went on my LinkedIn and, and gave me some endorsements, which is really nice endorsements is where you like Kevin touch, you have your profile and then you would put, um, uh, maybe podcaster as one of your, one of your, um, skills, mm -hmm. right. Podcaster, good with people or whatever. So you, you list your skills just as you would on a resume, you know, people skills, voiceover skills, you know, whatever. Well, then people can go on there and endorse you. So then to an employer or to another company, um, you're endorsed, like you have those endorsements. So it actually, makes you kind of move higher up on the ranking as far as LinkedIn's concerned. And so people are trusting you more, if that makes any sense. No, you, you're right. You have that credential. I think that's a, that's a great point. I think not just for me, but right. for anyone out there, if you have those platforms and you want to move up or if you want to put your skills and show your case, your talent, that is the perfect platform because you don't know who it's just like anything networking. You don't know who's out there. You don't know who's watching. And it's always good just to keep, right. keep in mind and be conscious of what could happen for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? I'm really glad that social media didn't exist when I was a teenager, because if it did, I probably wouldn't be <laughs> talking to you right now because I'd probably I know I'm just kidding. But um, but yeah, I'm so glad that social media did not exist back when I was a teenager, because I'm telling you, I was I did some stupid things. So definitely as teens now, and especially with my kids, I have to teach them that you put it out on the Internet and it's there like, it, you know, it's there forever. And yeah, maybe people will forget about it, but. <laughs> it's going to take a while, you know? No, that, that's a good point. No matter what happens, no matter what you say or do, it's out there in the, some type of web interface and you have to real have to live with it and realize that things can happen for sure. So right. make smart decision out yeah. there, everybody, especially you kids coming up. <laughs> oh man, that's, that's crazy. That's a, we we gave a whole session about that, but, but question five, that's actually a perfect segue just of technology and how that's changed. How has the revolution of technology and online sales and marketing really just changed the way you strategize work at home, Mom? Oh, wow. Well, yeah, basically, um, you know, when I was a teen, we really didn't have this type of stuff. I think um, we didn't even have MySpace when I was a teen. So um, I, I think social media technology is kind of giving us a way of reaching millions of people with just a click of a button. And it's probably the best time ever to be alive, I think, um, because it's so easy. And I, and I hate to use the word easy because it's, it's not really easy, but it's so easy for you to just go on your Facebook page and, you know, write something and press send. And then all of your hundred or 200 friends see it. You know what I mean? So it's the same thing in the business world. Um, and that being in technology, like you have access to all of these people around the world that you would normally never speak with. And right now on Anchor is a perfect example. Um, you know, you're all the way in, in New York, New Jersey, and I'm in Florida. Right. So this is a perfect example of how technology is actually bringing people together. And I know I, I did a whole segment on this, but a lot of people feel like technology kind of splits us apart because mm -hmm. now we're not talking face to face. And and I can see the negatives of that. I mean, I can definitely say some people need to put their phones down and go hang out with their kids. I absolutely agree with For that. Sure. But in the same <laughs> but in the same aspect, I feel like it is actually connecting us um to more people than we would ever be able to connect with on a normal day-to-day -day basis, you know? Th th that is a good point because there's two sides of the coin of everything. And I think the first side I'll, I'll stick with the pro I think the fact that we can connect like this 
and share our stories. It's an it's a bonding exercise. It's almost like you're you're meeting new people you never thought you'd meet because of technology. And I think that's the great absolutely. And, and you can share positive messages. I think I can see though at the on the other side of the coin though people who are just straight up addicted and they they won't get off this thing or or they won't spend time <laughs> they won't even you know, or even at dinner it's like hey, I got to get on here and respond to this every two seconds. Right. I, I can see I right. can see both sides. I think it's it's like anything anything in mo- moderation. I think that's a great word to use. If you can use it in moderation, yeah. and do the things you got to do on technology and social media or even just use your phone at a moderation mm-hmm. and just don't blow off somebody or your kids or anything, then you can right. really handle it and, and pursue. Yeah, it's it's definitely all about balance. And actually, Johnny and I have a rule here in our house is um, at the dinner table, no technology. Like uh, we kind of have a social media break, so to speak. And um, and also on the weekends, on the weekends, we still, you know, are on social media. But if we're doing a family event, if we're right. going someplace or if we're visiting family, no social media. I mean, we're definitely connected. And even when Johnny and I go on a date, he and I were just talking about this. When we go on like an actual date, uh, we don't usually chat on our phones because we're talking to each other and it's and it's almost subconsciously that we're doing this because we were just watching some show and you know they were on a date and the girl was texting or something and the guy was just waiting and johnny's like you know you and i never do that (laughs) and i was like yeah you're right you know when we go on a date like we're talking we have stuff to talk about you know we we just want to chat with each other um so that's one of the rules that we have is you know social media is put away at dinner time you know, we want to have our family dinner. We want to be able to kind of chat. And then we have this little fun activity that we do at our dinner table, which is um, your highs and lows for the day. So mm-hmm. we'll go around the entire table and we'll start with, you know, Kira, who's the oldest. And I'll be like, Kira, what was, you know, the best moment of the day today? Or what was the highest moment of your day? And then she'll tell me. And then we'll say, okay, what was the worst moment? You know, what was the worst part of your day today? And then she'll tell me. And then we kind of go around the whole table and it gives us a chance to just talk about our days. Um, and we do that every night. That's kind of one of our things that we make sure that we do. Well, that's a great tradition. I think, I think, th- yeah. I think those, those traditions should be looked upon as a, as a positive because you don't see those at, at all. <laughs> I mean, you don't see many people <laughs> in this day and age saying, let's have a family dinner. I mean, you can, you can think maybe a holiday or sometimes a family get together, you have a holiday dinner, but do you have a holiday dinner without your phone or any type of phone? It, it's very rare. I, right. I think, I think it's important that you put family time in and, and put that in the forefront because no matter what, you can love your phone, but you still can't. You still can't beat the love of a human being and a love of family for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So that, you know, that's one way we do it. And, you know, we, we do love technology though. Johnny and I joke around, like he'll be watching TV in the living room and I'll be in the bedroom and then we'll be texting each other. or We'll be Facebooking each other. Like, Hey, can you go get me a drink? <laughs> and then you can have fun with it too. When you can, we can you balance it and have fun with it. Now you, now you're getting somewhere out for sure. Yeah, but I know, I know. But um, going back to your question about online sales and stuff, but yeah, I absolutely think that um, technology is just booming. I think now, um, even more so than 10 years ago when I first got into it, now, because before when I first started working at home and I was kind of, I was marketing because I had to market myself, right? I had to market my Mm -hmm. freelance writing. It was a lot harder to get sales online because a lot of people weren't used to that. And I think now, because the internet and social media has been around for so long, people are kind of realizing that, hey, there's something to this. So I think it's actually almost easier because I believe that people go online now before they even 
look you up in the phone book or look you up, you know, on TV or something, you know, they look you up online. So if you're in any type of sales business right now, I think it's the perfect time. You have Amazon, you have, you know, eBay, you have all of these big, huge companies that are pretty much taking over. And a lot of the brick and mortar stores are going out of business. Um, Right which actually sucks for my current company that I work for, by the way, because we work in construction. And so we're really slow right now, but it goes to show we're slow right now because there's not a lot of new buildings being built because a lot of them are going online. They just buy a warehouse and then, you know, drop ship or have everything shipped out. So right now is a great time to be in sales and sales have changed, you know, in the past 10 years since I've been doing it um, to the point now that people kind of expect things online. Whereas before you really had to pitch it and you had to kind of prove why it was a good thing and they weren't really trusting you because you were online. And so, but now it's different, you know, people kind of have that trust now that the internet's been around for so long. Technology and and companies can be your best friend in in the online world. The online can be your best friend. And then it can be sometimes your worst enemy if you're like a small business. I, I think, I think it's good in a sense where we can still keep that in moderations too, because if, if we don't also don't want to go straight up, let's go to the big time t- companies also, as we still have those small companies out there, but you're right. Absolutely. I think we are moving in a direction where even the yellow page is looking stuff up on TV. Those days are, are starting to dwindle. It's like, it's like the newspapers and, and those, uh, those, those phone books where you get or yellow pages. It's, yeah. it, it starts. It's so, and that, that's an industry in its own. That's, that's almost out of business in some regards for sure. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Well, now we have Alexa and the Google, Google, Play, the Google yeah. one and the, yeah. And, um, there's another one from Amazon, but now like you can actually have a mobile mechanic, oh, wow. like you can ask Alexa. Yeah, this is crazy. I was, I was reading about this at work. Um, you can actually ask Alexa, um, Alexa, find me a mobile mechanic for this area. And then she'll call a mobile mechanic and then you don't have to do anything. The mechanic comes to your door. So you don't even have to go to like brick and mortar stores for mechanics anymore. If you don't want to, you know, that's so crazy. That, that's crazy. I feel, I feel like eventually we'll live in a society where you don't have to leave your own comfort seat or bed, <laughs> your own home. It's like, they'll just do it for you or, or technology will have some type of power to be like, Hey, yeah, we're, we're, we know what you're thinking, brainwaves or something. We'll just get it out the spot. Oh. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, it's AI. AI, <laughs> AI, 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 it's the, the intelligence that we never thought would happen is happening. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. We, we live in a, we live in a uh, crazy time for anyone growing up, for sure. Yeah, but it's it's nice. It's nice and it's scary at the same time, I guess. Yeah, it definitely could be rewarding. It definitely could be scary, the, the fact that we – we don't have to do. We don't have to move a muscle. We can. We can get what we want. It's crazy. It's, it's powerful. Yeah. And, and you got to remember the side of it. And and, and since we right. since we mentioned question six, some of the challenges. We'll just we'll just flip it. What are some of the rewards of working at home that you've had? Uh, well, the rewards for me um, is basically I'm able anytime that my son needs something, I'm there. You know right. what I mean? Um, that's really nice. Um, he has a, you know, needs a diaper change. I can change him. If he falls, I'm there to kiss his boo-boos. Um, I can pick up my kids from school every day, which is amazing. I can drop them off at school. I can take them to Bible class. I can take them to speech class. I can take them to tutoring. I can take them to Girl Scouts. Right. The list goes on and on. Um, 
but all of their after school activities I can be involved in, which is really nice because when I was working full time out of the house and my mom was babysitting, um, I was actually working as a preschool assistant teacher. And then I was in charge of an extended care program, which is like an after school program. So I worked from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. every day. Wow. And um, so, yeah, it was a long day. Of course, I got a couple hour breaks, but still it was a long day. Um, so I didn't really see my kids. Like I would leave when they were waking up, you know, and getting ready. And then I would come home when it was dinner time, and I'd get like an hour to say goodnight to them. And then they, we'd go to bed. So the benefits is that I actually get to be involved in my kid's life, which is really nice. And, um, I also get to be there for my husband. Like for instance, he just had dental surgery. So he's in a lot of pain right now and he's been home. Well, I've been there. I've been able to kind of help him out when I need to help him out. You know, it's hard balancing it. I'm not going to lie. It's really hard. And sometimes my, you know, it might lack in some areas where I'm not as involved in my kid's life or I'm not as, as involved in my work life, but I have the option that I'm there. And that to me is worth my weight in gold. Like I would never want to go back work to work outside of the house because of these benefits, just being able to be there with my kids, being able to, you know, color with my kids or dye Easter eggs and, you know, being able to actually be involved. And I think that's really what it comes down to is that I am involved in my kid's life. The hard part though, going back, I mean, the hard part is, is that I'm home but I'm not really here. And my kids know that like when I'm working, they know that I'm here, but they also know that, Oh, you can't really bother mommy unless it's something important because she's working. So that's also a downfall, right? It is a downfall because they know they can't run into my room or, you know, where my computer is every few minutes and ask me questions. I'm, I'm working, I'm working. You have to wait. Um, so that, you know, it is balanced. It is, but yeah, I, I would rather work at home than, be at a nine to five any day um, just because of those benefits alone. No, I, I think that's a, a good point though. At least the reward is no matter what happens, you still had them there. Even, even though they can't bother you, you'll still have them as, <laughs> as a good comforting scene. You can, you can see their smiles and that can motivate you. And then I guess the next thing, right. it's good that you can still go into their everyday lives and see what they're doing uh-huh. and, and spend time with them. Whereas in the past where you just left at 6am and then you came home 6pm, sure tired. Right wanted to eat dinner and then get right back to bed. And I, it, it, was, it was a process. Now it's a little bit more relaxed and chilled in that sense. Well, yeah, and it's good that you say that because, yeah, it's true. I mean, now I'm not physically exhausted like I was when I was working with hundreds of kids, but I am mentally exhausted, right. but it's a different type. It's a different type of thing, right, because I'm mentally exhausted from being online and looking at the computer all day, but I still have energy to help them with their homework. You know, I may not have energy to run around with them and take them to the park, but I have enough energy to hang out with them, maybe lay in their bed in color or something, which was things that I wasn't really able to do when I was working outside of the house because I would just be so exhausted that I would literally be like, leave me alone. (laughs) I was that mom, you know, that mom that was like, please just don't yell, don't talk to me um, because I was just so exhausted. And so, yeah, that's another benefit is that I'm not physically exhausted when I'm working at home, you know? No, I, I think it's cool. It's cool in the sense that you, you don't have that exhaustion like you do at work. You, you like a regular work out in the office job. Now you uh-huh. can relax or you can even get stuff from your fridge now. <laughs> and at least you can get, you can make, <laughs> yeah. you can make home cooked meals instead of you have to go out and, and spend money buying something. At least you had those comforts here at home in your home while working. Yeah. At home. Perfect. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. It, it all comes down to scheduling, Kevin, like it, everything. I actually have a timer or a, an alarm that goes off um, on my phone for everything. So like every two hours, I actually have an alarm that goes off that mm-hmm. reminds me to check on the baby if he's not crying or whatever, because my son is really good. And um, I can put him in front of his favorite TV shows and he'll watch them forever or I'll put him in his room and he'll play. But there's also a downfall to that because I will get so caught up in my work that, you know, sometimes I'll forget and that, you know, I don't want to be that mom. Like, so I put timers on my phone for everything and I put timers on it when I need to make dinner. I put timers on it when I need to eat lunch. I put timers on it when I clock out because um, the alarms on my phone, it's not when you're at a job you know, people are there, you're talking to them and you're watching the clock or whatever you're waiting. Well, when you're at home, you know, time goes really fast because you're not really, there's nothing really changing that's caused, you know, Oh, look, it's noontime because everybody's going to lunch. Nothing really changes. Right. So I have to have like alarms. And I learned that that was one of the things that kind of goes back to like balance. And, um, but yeah, I have to have alarms because they kind of help me stay on schedule, stay on task for what I'm doing. So every two hours, my alarm would go off and it'd be like, where's Dominic or check on Dominic or whatever. Um, you know, because you do get caught up in what you're doing sometimes. No, that's a good point because if you don't have those alarms, if you don't have those subtle reminders in the day, you might forget (laughs) something. Now you're like, well, where, what? And now, and then you're all, it'll throw off your day. I think it's important to find that system you have and you found it that where you can execute and make it happen now where you don't have to worry about missing something or or even forgetting something just completely you had those alarms that go off and i'm sure it allowed to get your attention absolutely <laughs> for sure for sure now question seven we talked a little bit about your mom and unfortunate passing but just how is overcoming that family adversity in the past year made you a stronger person today um it's it's definitely changed um, my mindset on the important things. I think mm-hmm. that um, I was really kind of focused on working and um, that type of thing. And then after she passed away, it made me realize that the most important relationships that I have in my life are my family and my friends. Um, so I think in that sense, I kind of stepped back from being all in uh, with my work And I kind of wanted to spend more time with my kids because what I want is for them to remember me in a certain way. I don't want them to think back at me and be like, oh, she was always working or think of me always on the computer. So I think losing my mom's kind of just almost made me feel, I guess, a little bit more nostalgic towards my kids and really wanting to. It's kind of funny because in a way, I almost want to work harder so that I can build an empire for them so that when I do pass away, you know, they have something. And that's like one of the things that I was thinking of, because when my mom passed away, um, it was obviously very sudden. She, she died of a massive heart attack. She did not have insurance and, um, it really came as a shock to everybody, of course, but really hard for Johnny and I, because we didn't really have a savings at that point. And now we're spending $2,000 on a funeral for my mom, um, that we had to come up with. And, um, my mom actually, I mean, this is kind of a sad thing, but my mom actually sat in the morgue for over a week because I could not pay for her to be cremated. Um, because I, I, well, I had to, I had to find money. We we were like, what are we going to do? So after that happened, it really kind of motivated me to want to start my own business. And that's kind of another reason why the work at home mom kind of came about, um, as well as me doing marketing on my own, because I feel like 
I want to leave my kids something. I don't want to just live paycheck to paycheck. I want to leave them, you know, a legacy that I can say, Hey, this is what I work for. So in a way it made me want to step back from working and spend more time with my kids. But on the other side, it made me want to work harder to leave them something. If that makes any sense. And you want to give the best foot forwards for your kids, because if you don't, it, it just be, it just feel weird. I think, seeing that adversity you went through and seeing what you had to go through with your mom, it motivates you. It, it gives you some motivation too, as your mom, her spirit hangs around it, to, to know that if you do the right thing and you treat your kids and you do everything and show them as a role model, it'll help them too, as they grow up to do something bigger for their future generations, for sure. Yeah. Well, I definitely hope so. That is definitely the goal. So we shall see. For sure. I, I think if we continue, if you continue on that path, you stayed well driven and motivated to do it. You'll definitely get there, Sheila, for sure. Aw, thanks. A question, more of a fun question here. If you could collaborate with any person in the world, who would it be and why? It could be dead or alive. Also, <laughs> this was actually really hard for me to be honest with you. Um, I thought a lot about this, and you know, the there's one person that just kept popping up in my mind and I wasn't even going to say her because I'm like, what, what, what would that benefit? Like what benefit would this be for what I'm doing? But the only person I could think of was Dolly Parton because <laughs> the country music singer, Dolly Parton. Um, she, yeah. I love, I have always loved Dolly Parton since I was a little girl. Actually, as a, as a child, I wanted to be Dolly Parton. When I grew up, I wanted to be a country music singer. Mm-hmm. Um, but not only that, she has, the, her message is so love, like everything that she preaches, everything that she sings, it's all about love. It's all about loving who you are um, as far as like the gay community and the straight community, everybody, like she includes everybody. And I really love her message. And she also has like all of these programs for uh, kids and helping them read, um, you know, and so I feel like if I ever was able to collaborate with somebody not so much on singing because obviously it would be really crazy for me to sing with her but just kind of pick her brain on just everything that she's doing and i would love to be a part of her movement <laughs> yeah it's something that's cool though you had a childhood dream you wanted to be a dolly and and then all of a sudden and then all of a sudden <laughs> it doesn't work out but yet you still admire her it's that's crazy it's crazy I do. And it's funny because I was like, what? Because I wanted to say like Gary Vee or something, but you know, she just kept coming back because honestly, she's been a part of my life since I was a kid. And she's been someone that I've I've always looked up to. As a matter of fact, Johnny, oh my gosh, I almost cried. Johnny had a, um, he was going to actually get me to meet her. He had a friend who worked at Hard Rock and she was touring or whatever. She was there. And (laughs) it's kind of a funny story. He uh, tricked me. He didn't tell me what we were doing. You know, this is before kids. This is when we were dating. And he knew that I always wanted to meet Dolly Parton. Like that was my dream. So he had set it up with this guy. He was going to get us in backstage, you know, and I wasn't going to be able to like actually meet her, meet her, but I was going to be able to go backstage and kind of see her perform and whatever. So I was, you know, I was like, oh my God, when he told me, I cried. Well, the guy that was supposed to meet him there ended up calling out sick. And so... Yeah. And so Johnny ended up having to tell me because we were there and I thought we were just there as a, on a date, you know, and he kept distracting me because I um, apparently there was Dolly Parton signs everywhere and I missed them all because he would have me look, oh, look at what is on your shoe or look at my <laughs> wallet for this card. And so he kept doing that throughout the night. And I was like, why does he keep doing that? And then one point he was like, hey, I'll be right back. Stay in the store. Don't leave the store. And I was like, okay. 
Um, and I actually did it, believe it or not, which I never listened to him, but I did. So I stayed in the store and uh, he came back and then he had to tell me, he was like, look, I, I have to tell you. And I started crying. I was like, Dolly Parton's here. What? <laughs> so I think my dream would be definitely to meet her one day and just, um, just talk to her, I think, and just, you know, shoot the breeze. She's a wonderful person. So if anyone's got any Dolly Parton fans out there on the anchor nation, definitely have she and Diane. Let's we'll see if we can make that happen. No. <gasps> oh my God. I would, cra- I would go crazy. <laughs> if we can make that happen. That'd be great. But yeah, Gator Johnny, that's slick man. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, uh, it's good though that you could have those dreams and maybe one day if you make it happen and, and if it does happen, it's like icing on the cake and you do the right things and, I think it'd be a good time. It'd be good to meet your childhood idol for sure. Wow. I, I don't know if I think I probably would just stutter. Like I, I would be like a, a deer in headlights. I don't even think I'd know what to say. It would probably be pretty embarrassing for me to meet her, to be honest. Oh, fangirling. <laughs> as they like she would think that I, she would be like, this, this something mentally wrong with her. I'd be like, uh, 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 uh,
brush it off. And I think if you just do it, if you do it and you have a well-timed strategy in a sense that you just go for it and learn as you go, be that student of the game, professional student, you really can develop more rather than I know it all or I, I overstart. Because sometimes when you know it all, that's when you overthink it the most because you're thinking, oh, this little thing just came up. Oh, what do I do? And you can't handle that. Whereas a student, if a little thing comes up, could you help me do this or can you tell me? And, and you learn the ropes better rather than I know the ropes and falter. You learn the ropes and succeed. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. Um, actually, I think the crazy Asian and I had a conversation about this. It was called fake it until you make right. it. And um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what it is. I actually I actually hate that. Um, that word, like I hate saying fake it until you make oh, it, yeah. but in the same breath, it's kind of like that is kind of how you have to do it because no, you're never going to know everything there is to know about a business or about a certain thing. You're always going to be learning, or at least I hope you're always going to be learning. And so with that being said, yeah, you, you just have to know that what you're giving is something that people need. So basically ask yourself the question, why, why do they need this? That's the question that you need to ask. Um, not why you want to give it to them, but why do they need this? And that's the big question. Once you can answer that, you know, then I think that you could be a success at whatever it is that you're going to do. Um, if you can't answer that Mm -hmm. question, then you may need to change your mindset into something different, maybe change it into something that someone will need because you're not going to be able to sell a service if people don't need it. You know, you're right. Sometimes it's not the what happens or how you did or what it is the why it's, it's why you're doing this. Uh-huh. And what's your, why is your, why are you doing this for what you're doing is, is a good way to look at it because the why and in, in what you do, that's everything. That's, that's like your business card saying, this is what we're doing. And this is why we're doing it for you. Whereas if you do say, I think this is how we're going to do it. This is what we're going to be doing in 20. It, it gets out of hand. So if you can just have a straightforward why, know your angle, you have a good angle, then you really can start evolving with that and then learning as a student. Perfect. That's actually perfect. <laughs> why is always more important than how. That is a great way of putting there it. There we go. I said always out there. Why? No, don't worry about the how. <laughs> just, just, just why and you got, your, right. yep. and you got yourself a, a good start and a good foundation. Any business or any online sales industry for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a question, Ted. What are your goals in the next five years? Whether it be personally, your anchor stations work, or just anything you'd like to share with the anchor nation? Um, well, I definitely want to build an empire, right? We were saying right. that. So I think is okay, we'll start with anchor since we're on anchor. I think my goals for anchor um, really has always just been connecting. And I I believe I truly have gotten that fulfillment out of anchor. I've met so many wonderful people. Um, and I really don't want to use anchor as a selling platform. Um, I just really want to get to know people. Actually, as a matter of fact, I'm going to be meeting with Veronica. She's one of the girls that are on, uh, anchor her and I really connected and she's going to be coming to Orlando, um, in the next few months. So we're actually going to meet up, which I'm really excited. Yeah. So I'm really excited to actually meet her in person. Um, but that's really what I want to get out of Anchor is just connecting. And if that ends up being um, someone needing some services that I offer, then even better. But I think for for Anchor in the next five years, I definitely just want to continue doing it and just continue connecting. Um, for my Wham radio uh, station, mm-hmm. one of the compliments I got on that from my iTunes site actually 
um, she was a retired lady and she said that I had given her hope that her, you know, this retired lady, this retired mom could, can uh, find a work at home job can work again. And, um, that really just made my day. And, uh, for that, I want to continue giving people tips and tricks on how to find these jobs and how to balance the work at home life. Even if I don't make a business out of it, because I did try to do, you know, work at home mom. Uh, mentoring, where I would do mentoring. And it didn't really work out the way that I had hoped. But see, that's the great thing about starting a business and kind of doing trial and error. Because when you fail, it really just teaches you what not to do. So right. it's never really, it's never really failure. It's learning. It's, it's learning. Exactly. Right. So, so I tried to do this work at home thing, but what I realized is that all of the people that I was catering to my target market were people who didn't have jobs. Oh. <laughs> so think, think, think about that for a second. Um, so yeah, when, when that kind of occurred to me and I had this epiphany, like, duh, no wonder they're not wanting to buy my services. They don't have money. Um, when I kind of, you know, realize that, then I realized that, Hey, I can still offer these services, you know, maybe for free and just do it on the side, not make it my full-time like focus and maybe focus more on doing marketing, you know, for my own self. So that's one, um, personally, I guess just to try as much as I can to be a good mom and be a good wife. And, um, I think ultimately my goal, um, and it's kind of superficial, but I really want to buy a bigger house. Um, <laughs> like that's my goal. I know that sounds really stupid, but we have a very small three bedroom house right now with a family of five. And I really want, I, I am a social butterfly and I love hosting. I love right. people coming over. And right now uh, we are so cluttered because of my mom's stuff. Cause you know, we had to put my mom's stuff somewhere. So that all came to our house. Um, so I just feel like I can't really invite anybody over. And, and again, this is really superficial, but I think in the next five years, I would love to be financially stable enough to be able to build or buy a bigger home. <laughs> no, those are some good. We'll start with Anchor. I think disconnecting the fact that you can meet somebody on or off Anchor. And it's crazy how just the, the power of one app and the power of one connection can go far. And then I think with the, the being a better mom, being a better wife, that's a great, that's a great goal because sometimes we look at that. We look at these things, and it's like, well, those are those, those, those are forgiven. But in reality, you have to maintain that reputation to get that reputation for sure. And and, and then right. and then I was going to say with the learning, that's a great point because you really never fail. You're never really failing in life. It's just whatever experiences you do, it's just a learning experience. And every learning experience you get is more knowledgeable feedback for what you can put later down the road in the business or or just anything you want to accomplish. And that's a great goal just to have a bigger house for family. And that's, and it goes part with the <laughs> being a better wife and, and it's supporting your family along the way and building that empire. Yeah, well, absolutely. And so as far as like my goals for the next five years and working, um, I really actually want to go full force on being a, a marketing, social media marketing person, mm -hmm. because I, I currently already do that. And I, it's kind of one of those things where I'm, I'm kicking myself. Like, why didn't I think of this? I've been marketing for 10 years. You know right. what I mean? Like that's been my job. Why have I never gone into business for myself? I've always just worked for companies or done it, you know, with businesses that we've had, but I've never really put myself out there as a marketer. And so, you know, after, after having the, you know, Sheena which is where I ask, I have a blog on there that kind of teaches people 
what jobs that you can find and the ways to find them and stuff. Um, and then also have my services. But after that, I kind of realized that that really wasn't going to make any income for me. It made me have that epiphany. Like it was almost like that was a stepping stone to wait. I did this, this didn't work, but then why the heck am I not doing this? So right. I guess in the next five years, I would really love to be a professional social media marketer and actually have my own business, whatever the name may be, um, that I could actually use that as my full-time job. So quit my day job, which don't get me wrong. I like my day job, but it would be so nice for me to be able to make my own hours and not have to clock in nine to five and maybe work during nap times or whatever. Um, for myself, you know what I mean? Yeah, it'd be more customizable, I think. Oh, that's what I had to mention. Yeah, right. your target audience. Yeah, I think it's important to remember the target audience too. just don't want to put something out there and you realize, oh, that's the wrong wrong product and, and service. But uh, that for sure. But yeah, if you can have those customizable hours and you can be that social media marketer as the end goal for a full-time gig, you can definitely spend even more time with right. your kids. And then you can take a, a break in a sense where you don't have to clock in. You can be more relaxed and, and maybe – even you can have more fun times with them and, 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 and set, and, and set times for it, which is good. And, and maybe watch some Netflix yeah. too. There you go. Right. There we go. Plug, plug. You know, the soundtrack of my life right now is the Michael Jackson song, um, man in the mirror. That, yeah. And it goes, um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna make a change. I'm not going to sing it, but anyway, <laughs> that is like totally the soundtrack of my life right now because, um, getting into something personal, I found out that I had, a, a disease, which is kind of crazy. I have coronary artery disease and uh, that's actually what my mom died of. Oh, wow. So yeah, I just found this out and I just started a new blog, um, another blog, which is called, uh, my cholesterol journey. And all I'm doing is kind of just documenting my journey and talking about what I eat and stuff. But because of that, I've really had to make a change in my lifestyle, not only with my job and, with my kids and everything, but just the way that I'm eating, um, how I'm exercising, what I'm doing, what I'm putting in my mouth. Like I have to make a conscious effort, um, to, to realize what it is that I'm doing. And so, yeah, definitely the soundtrack of my life right now is, uh, man in the mirror by Michael Jackson, because in, in all aspects, I'm making a change. I'm making a change from the work at home being my, you know, constant, my work at home website being my constant to not being my constant and going into marketing for myself, you know? Um, so yeah, I'm definitely making a change in all aspects of my life right now. No, that's, that's a good point because to be the best self you can be, you got to make sure your health is uh, number one. That's, that's important, especially with having to do with the heart or arteries, because those, Mostly, if you get those clawed up, that's definitely a problem. So it's important to take those right. take those steps and eat healthier and, and just be the best self you can be and, and make sure you're around for your kids instead of having those yeah. sudden heart attacks, which we don't want for sure. Yeah, actually, yeah. He, my doctor really scared me. He was like, if I continued eating the way that I was, I was I would have a heart attack at 40. Well, I'm 33. So <laughs> oh, wow. I was like, yeah, that's a little too close for comfort. Um, Wake up but yeah, so dude. making... Yeah, it was, it was definitely, and, and actually I'm having a hard time kind of getting back in the swing of things after that because I've, it really rocked my boat. Like, I'm not going to lie. It really completely jolted me and it's really hard for me to kind of get my mindset back to where it needs to be for me to go forward and move forward. And I think that's why I'm having such a hard time with starting, like really going, doing it and starting a new business because I'm like so apprehensive and I'm questioning myself on everything, which I never did before, you know? Right. You, you just never think that a little piece of news can really impact you but it is true oh. i mean it's just one piece of news especially with the doctors everybody 
I mean, let's say, whether you, whether you know, whether you show it or not, every time you go to the doctor's office, you're like a nervous wreck. You get those shaking hands, like, oh, what's he going to say? What's he going to say? And, and I think, right. and I think with, with that news, though, if you do overcome that in a sense where it's gone, you just got to live with it and, and continue to eat healthy and move forward and exercise, then you'll start realizing that, all right, it's, it's just the thing that I can control now. Let's start the business. Right. And good things happen, for sure. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm hoping. And our, and our last question is uh, – we did talk about that same. Maybe we'll get that. But what is one thing you like to tell the Anchor Nation that they may not know about you? And it could be a fun fact for question 11. Oh, um, I hate doing laundry. <laughs> I, I would literally pay somebody to do my laundry if I could. I hate doing laundry. Um, yeah, we're, we're really funny. Like we have piles of clean clothes. Mm. Like in our household, we have like, you know, the socks pile and then like the shirt, like we, we organize them in like little laundry bins, but we never fold them because I hate doing laundry. <laughs> oh, wow. So yeah, that, and I'm kind of addicted to being busy. Like I have to stay busy. Um, I, I don't really like sitting still for too, too long. And so that's why my, even if it's just my mind, like, um, constantly thinking of something that I need to be doing, I can't ever just like sit and chill. And I think that's a lot of reasons why I kind of get like stressed out easily because I'm constantly like, okay, what do I need to do next? Or what needs to be done? Or what business can I start? Or who do I need to contact? Or, you know, <laughs> but that, that's a, that's an interesting mix. We'll start with the laundry. Real quick follow. Do you use uh, do you use a dryer or do you just hang the clothes outside if you do do laundry? We have, we have a dryer. So, well, I do. Okay. So I do laundry. I don't mind putting them in the washing machine and putting them in the dryer. Mm -hmm. It's like getting them from the dryer to the drawer. That's the problem. (laughs) Yeah, that's a lot. Now I explains a lot because, because a lot of people have, sometimes I I dread that too. It's like, I can do the laundry, but, and then, especially for me, it's like, oh, here you go. I got to put them outside now. And then it's more where I can see where it goes. But yeah, I, I think with the laundry, it, it definitely uh, it definitely has that, that extra task in there for sure. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I know that wasn't that fun of a fact, but that's the only thing I could think of. <laughs> yeah, and, and we'll go back to the busy, though. I, I like that because that one thing about keeping active, keeping that active mind, or just keeping that active lifestyle, at least you, you keep yourself young knowing, I have these things, but you're staying productive in, in the good side. I know anxiety can happen, but at least you have all these ideas instead of staying still and don't know what's happening you can still move around and maneuver things and learn when you keep busy for sure yeah definitely when I was a teenager my mom never saw me I was always out of the house I was always busy I was always doing something and so that's one of the big things that changed when I became a mom of course because I'm not out of the house now but you know I still like to keep busy whether it is you know doing stuff around the house or just usually for me though it's it's being online and just trying to figure out different avenues or different ways that I can grow in my business and and help you know, my company get more clients and always doing courses. And so I'm always trying to get my brain working at all times, you know? No, for sure. I think it's key, that active, active lifestyle. And like I said, keeping the brain, keeping all the parts of the brain fresh and, and really just being the best you can be each and every day. Can't complain, can't go wrong and, and good things happen for sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thank you, Shane, Diane, for the interview, but uh, I'd like to thank you. But before we go, would you like to DM your social media so people can find you? Oh, yeah, sure. You guys can find me. Actually, if you go to my website, which is SheenaDiane.com and click on About Me, all of my social media platforms are there. So that way I don't have to bore you with all of them. But um, yeah, go to SheenaDiane.com, About Me, all of them are there. 
Um, and of course, you can find me on Anchor, and then I have Wham Radio on Anchor as well. So there you go. You can find Shane and Diane on those two platforms and shanadiane.com. Thank you out there to the Anchor Nation, as always, for listening, giving your undivided attention to myself and the interviewee. Shane, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for your time again. Aw, thank you. <laughs> Hi, Anchor Nation. This is Kevin Touch of Anchor Nation Community Radio, and I'd like to say thank you for listening to the Anchor Nation podcast. If you'd like to book an interview or DM me on Instagram, follow me at the Anchor Nation. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, it is also under the Anchor Nation. Thank you for listening and enjoy.